Welcome to Homework, the podcast by and for people who work from home. I'm your host, Harry Marks. This is episode number 267, our personal goals for the year. Big thanks to NetSuite for sponsoring the show this week. We'll hear more about them in a bit. If you like the show, please support us on Patreon where you'll have early access to each episode, bonus content, the opportunity to listen along live every week, plus lots more. That's at patreon.com slash homeworkpodcast. You can also join our Discord where you can chat with like-minded homeworkers and more. You'll find a link in the show notes. Additionally, you can reach us by email at heyhomeworkpodcast at gmail.com. We read and respond to everyone. Now let's get started. How you doing, Dave? Uh, you can't see, but I'm playing air drums at my desk. Because now that I have the Blackwing pencils, they're so big. And like the little eraser at the end, it you know, it yep. feels like back when I played my drums. Oh, I've, so I've played got air a, drums during the entire intro. I've got a whole caddy of, of Blackwing pencils here. I've got the, the Exquisite Corpse Volume 54. I've got the Naturals. I've got... The thirty-three and a thirds, and I've got the I've got the six oh twos, and I have the remaining volume twenty-fours, the Steinbecks. So I'm set. You're out of control, as you know. I'm a newbie to this world. Yep. So I got myself an audition box, which is like a sampler set from. Oh, Black that's Bay. right. It has the MMX, the um, mm-hmm. the Pearl, and the six oh two in it, and the Natural too now, right? And the Natural as well. I. Uh, we were talking a little bit before. I'm a little. I, I got mad at the pearl, Harry. What happened with the pearl? Well, I was. Do, I got the the Coom two stage sharpener. This okay. is super geeky, folks. It's a right. It's a so there's two sharpener. holes. Yep. One makes the lead just like or the graphite, whatever it is, super long. Then you put it in the other hole, and it just makes it super pointy. No, wrong. You have it backwards, and that might be where your oh, problem no. is. So the short hole is to peel away the wood to expose the graphite. So you're going to get a sort of a, 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 a nubby, um, short, stubby point on it. Then you put it in the longer hole um, that goes all the way deep into the, the sharpener, and that will give you the extra long, sharp point. Oh, wait, I, but they're labeled one and two. So don't I go in one first and then two second? You should, and I'm curious as to why they're labeled that way, because the short hole is to peel away the graphite, and the long hole is to sharpen it to a, uh, to a point. I have one, and, and that's how it works on mine. I don't, I don't know if they mislabeled it or not, but... Oh, it, boy, maybe I have a collector's... But anyway, here's the problem. It's the upside-down so been... postage stamp all over again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Lindy. Yeah. I've been uh, using this with great success with my other... Then... And I've been having like these super long points and I've been really happy with it. Mm-hmm. Then I put uh, the pearl in yesterday. We were playing D&D actually. Mm-hmm. And sharpening away. And then when I put it in the other one, the one that makes it pointy, the little graphite snapped off inside and I got very annoyed. But I got a little thin index card and popped it out and figured, oh, well, that was unusual. And I did it two more times and it did it again two more times. How long have you had now, the none sharpener? None of the others... Oh, it's brand spicking new. It's brand new. Okay. Yeah. So I I was almost at the point where I was going to take the little screw out to remove this blade, mm-hmm. but I didn't. But I don't know if this is unique to the pearl because none of my others have had this problem. Could be the pearl. Um, the the pearl graphite. So for anyone who's interested in this stuff, and if you're not, why are you listening to the show? But uh, for anyone not, interested, I'm so uh, sorry. <laughs> it's the pearl graphite. It's not as soft as the regular black wing, but it's not as firm as the six hundred two or the natural. It's, they right. call it the balance. It's the Goldilocks core. pencil. Yeah. Um, so it's a little softer. 
um, than the the firm or the extra firm. And I'm the reason I asked how old your sharpener was is because sometimes if your blade is dull, it'll do that. It'll snap it off. I had that with the um, the masterpiece, the Kuhn masterpiece sharpener. Um, I had one. I actually had one that wasn't manufactured properly. It had a little hole at the end of it, and so when you turned oh. to sharpen it, it suddenly like the the basically the point got caught and just snapped off and there was nothing you could do about it. any pencil that went in there it was awful so um, oh, I you were but you know if the pencil if the blade gets dull it'll start to do that and so you can swap them out very easily the, the blades are easy to come by yours might even have a couple like tucked underneath it um yeah there's two little spares in here yeah so you can try um swapping out the blade see if that works um and then if that doesn't work it could just be you had a bad you, you could have had a bad um black wing um, if it doesn't do it with the other pencils, it could have just been that pearl came from a bad batch and you just have to work your way through it. Use a different sharpener. It happens. I highly recommend, um, for, if you're doing this at your desk, the classroom friendly, mm -hmm. it's a crank sharpener like you would find in a, in a school classroom. Um, they come in different colors. They're really great. Um, I gotta say I, my, I got this little one. It, it looks like an old Kodak brownie camera, um, as a, a Christmas gift. It was sort of like a, a gag kind of gift. It, it's uh, by a company called Kickerland, and I got to say, it makes a great point. It's got a little gauge on the back, so you can, if you turn it all the way to the <laughs> left, you can get a really sharp point, and if you turn it all the way to the right, you get a, like, um, like a stubby point or, or no point. It's sort of a blunt edge, um, but it works really well. My son uses it every day. He comes to my desk and says, Daddy, can I sharpen my pencil? Um, and... It's it's great. So yeah, get yourself a nice crank sharpener for the house. And then if you're looking for one to carry around in your pocket, um, the Kuhn Masterpiece is fantastic. The two-hole sharpener you have is is great. Uh, I have one. I absolutely love it. Stay away from the Blackwing, um, the one-step sharpener they have. It looks like a like a silencer for a pistol. Mm -hmm. um, stay away from <laughs> that does. one. It it's uh, it's not good. It snaps the pencils. I've seen a lot of people have problems with those. Um, they're they're not great. So. But if you are an assassin, you just put that on the end of the muzzle and you can shoot away. Yes, and it'll shave a piece of the bullet off as it goes out. <laughs> oh, exciting. Anyway, uh, we're talking about our personal goals uh, for the year today. Uh, goals is the theme of March. And before we do that, Harry, I do want to talk about Tools of the Week. Mm -hmm. What have you got for Tools of the Week? For Tools of the Week, um, I have... Uh, funny enough, I was listening to the Joe Bulig episode. So for those who listened last week, I apologize. I started off the episode, something came up, I had to duck out last minute, and um, Dave, you handled it beautifully. Um, it was a really great episode. I am a professional. I, is, I feel like you've done this before. Um, this great is not episode. my first rodeo. <laughs> but I've also been down the Joe Bulig rabbit hole, and uh, I was... Um, I tried out. I was trying out Obsidian, which I had downloaded months ago. Never used it. Never opened it. And then I went back to it, and I was like, you know what? I use drafts. I don't love keeping things in drafts. I like drafts as a capture tool. Um, and I wanted something that was sort of like I don't have access to NV Ultra the way Joe does. And please, I want to get on the beta so badly. Um, but you know what I loved about Obsidian? Send a message that to Brett. He'll come on. Yeah, please ask Brett. I, I need to get on the beta. Um, funny enough, I tried to download NV Alt again just to try it out again and to have them side by side, and the download link wasn't working. So I don't know what was going on. I don't know if they like removed NV Alt, um, but I couldn't get it anymore. Oh, but anyway, I've been using it because I like I like the idea that all of my notes are just basic text files. They're .md files. Yeah. I can get them anywhere. Um, really nice interface, um, and I've been using it to sort of track 
pitches for Cabinet of Curiosities. I've been tracking this email thing I'm writing, this this presentation I'm giving at my company on email and task management. Um, you know, books that I want to read um, that linked into a bigger uh, file with a list of all the books I want to read, and so. I'm I'm really trying to put it through its paces and like as things come to me, things that I want to hold on to longer term and not just like confirmation numbers for customer service interactions and things. Like this is really for stuff I want to I want to keep. Um, I've been using it. It's it's nice. It's really nice. And it's a it's a nice. Mac app. Um, you know, it looks like it was made for the Mac. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I'm really enjoying it. I'm waiting for them to do their their iOS version because the choices out there for markdown editors that work like this, where you just feed it a folder full of files and it'll pull them in, you know, uh, into individual notes, it's not great. the The options out there, OneWriter. I mean, they're great apps, but for this, I just it's not how I want to how I want to interact with these notes. Um, OneWriter, Tayo is a new one that just came out that seems to do an incredible amount of stuff with macros and shortcuts. Um, and it looks fantastic, yeah. but I don't know if it's it's going to be overkill for my needs. So I'm waiting for the iOS front to sort of change on that. But yeah, Obsidian for for the Mac is really fantastic. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds great. Terrific. Um, I've got two got? tools of the week. Yeah. One I own and one I would hope to own. So mm-hmm. let's start with the thing I actually own. Um, I went out and um, I wanted a... Okay, I should I should just come out and say it. I've not been backing up the time machine at all, like mm. like for years. And I just, you know, my computer is will be six years old this year. And, you know, the old girl is getting closer and closer to retirement or a, an, 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 a, you know, a untimely death. Leaving her at the racetrack. So I wanted to do that. <laughs> yeah. Plus, now that I'm doing the um, weekly review videos um, for our patrons, those puppies are big and they're taking up a lot of space. On my yeah. computer. So I went out and I bought a Seagut, I'm sorry, Seagate Backup Plus Slim. Okay. And I have a couple of those. They're great. Teeny, yeah. There's a little teeny drive. I think it's two terabytes. Yes, it is. And I just plugged this puppy in and it's backing everything up and storing all my enormous stuff. And uh, it's been great. I mean, it's just plug it in and it worked. Uh, it takes up very little space. Actually, my uh, laptop is on a riser, so I can get it like sort of up at eye level. And mm-hmm. I just tuck this behind it and I don't even see it. That's fantastic. So, uh, uh, yeah, I'm very happy with this little thing. That's great. Yeah, I, I ever since I started working from home like proper, I got the new job and I got the all the new setup stuff, the desk and everything. I got myself mm-hmm. a switch, uh, or uh, not a switch, a um, a, a hub to plug everything into. And I I had a, a little dongle, but from a company called I think Via, um, and it had three USB ports on it. It plugged into the side of my Mac via USB C. It had a spot. It had a USB C port on it to charge, and then it had um, I want to say a, a an SD card reader on the front as well. And it was oh. I I it it's great and it works all the time. I I use it all the time if I need to plug something into my Mac and I'm not at my desk. Um, but when I am at my desk, this new hub I got it was a little over hundred bucks and it's got four USB ports. It's got two USB three and two USB twos. So I have my mm-hmm. keyboard plugged in. I've got um, one of my phone chargers plugged in, and I have my Time Machine backup plugged in. So every time I plug in my my laptop to the hub to hook up to my monitor and my camera and all my other stuff it automatically mm-hmm. backs it up to one of those seagate slims um so i never have to think about nice. it and i never have to wonder where's my hard drive and you know do i need it? and <clears throat> what i ended up okay. doing was i borrowed a page from um david sparks's tool book and it's velcroed to the underside of my desk so i never have to worry about where it is um the little cord comes up through the hole in the back nice. and then plugs into the hub 
Oh boy, that that I don't want to say it. That I don't um underneath the desk, let's just say that's a tease for my tool of the week next week. Oh really? Okay. But I have to wait for it to arrive, so I can't discuss it yet. I want to nice. It. Yeah, I the um, other tool of the week. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say I, I ended up getting like industrial strength Velcro. So my audio <laughs> box, my my USB interface that plugs into my microphone, I had nowhere to put it on the desk because I just I didn't have room. I didn't want to keep like bumping into it and stuff. So it's it is also Velcroed to the underside of my desk, and it is not going anywhere. I would like one of those under desk cages or boxes that you can slide stuff in. Um, just to get it off yeah. the top of like a notebook or something, which brings me to tool number two that I don't own yet, but I very much want. I don't know what these things are called, Harry. We talked about it before the show. It's like a little shelf they could put on your desk, maybe 13, 14 inches long, mm-hmm. two inches tall and four <clears throat> inches deep. Um, because no matter how, like, I don't, my goal now is to have this desk as free from crap as much as I can. Now I know some things are going to be here, like um, my audio equipment, my pens and pencils. Um, what else is here? My little incense sticks that I talked about at one point, my note cards. I mean, that seems like a small amount of things, but start things start to accumulate. And then I get sort of, I don't like having all this crap around. And so I thought if I could put some stuff up on something and then tuck other things underneath that, mm-hmm. that would save a lot of space. So one of those little shelves it's something I would very much like to get. Yeah, one the ones I've been looking at are by Grove Made. They're the ones who made my um my wool desk pad that I use every day. Yes. And the I love their their stuff. It's just it's so prohibitively expensive for me right now. It's but very, they, yeah, same here. It's like $212 or $220 for the shelf and then it's 100 and change for the sh- the drawers that they that go inside, but they've they've got the system where you've got the shelf, the monitor sits on top, you can fit two monitors side by side, and then there's like a 3 or 4 inch clearance underneath and then on the the right-hand side, there's two slots where you can slide in these drawer trays and they're not on tracks or runners like regular drawers, they just slide into place, but you can keep your pens and your pencils and your phone and your you know whatever tchotchkes you have on your desk and i just i love the look it's beautiful wood um and it goes with the rest of, of the desk setup and it's just really elegant uh and and i just i can't afford it right now but they're stunning yeah i just like i could go to staples and get something for like 39 dollars. oh yeah <laughs> that's gonna work not be as pretty but it will work exactly anyway so one of those little shelves is something i'd very much like to get just because i tend to have stuff around even though i don't want to and you know what harry that's a goal that is a goal so why don't you start off with we'll 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 do it back and forth you what's your first goal and then i'll tell you my first goal sure Uh, i have a different idea before we begin harry why don't we talk about this week's sponsor excellent that sounds great Before we get all caught up and forget all right because we can't forget um the one thing we can't forget is that if you are that if you own a business I know some of you do out there or a side gig. You probably know that it's tough, uh, but you might be making it harder on yourself than necessary. Don't let QuickBooks and spreadsheets slow you down anymore. It is time to upgrade to NetSuite. Stop paying for multiple systems that don't give you the information you need when you need it. Ditch the spreadsheets and all the old software that you have outgrown because now is the time to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. 
NetSuite gives you visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Everything you need, all in one place, instantaneously. Whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in revenue, save time and money with NetSuite. Join over 24,000 companies using NetSuite right now, right now, as you're driving in the car. Let NetSuite show you how the how you'll... Uh, let me try that again. Let NetSuite show you how they'll benefit your business with a free product tour at netsuite.com slash homework. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com slash homework. Again, that's netsuite.com slash homework. Big thanks to NetSuite for their continued sponsorship of the show. All right. So your first goal for the, the rest of this year, lay it on me. Uh, my first goal has been a goal that's been for a very, very uh, uh, okay. Uh, I'm not going to mention the shelves anymore, <laughs> but I mean the the larger goal there is just to try to maintain a tidier. I'm going to start small, try to maintain a tidier workspace. Um, longtime listeners of the show know I tend to make piles. It's just something that happens. Um, I've tried to combat it forever, but I just do. So even right now, as I'm looking at my desk, it's neat, it's tidy, but there's a lot here. So one of my, my main goal is to, my, one of my goals this year is to try to maintain a tidy workspace. I know for a lot of you, that's easy. It comes naturally. For me, it is neither of those things. It's an effortful work. So that's something I hope to do this year is maintain a workspace. The irony is here that I'm not a person who does that naturally, but I am a person who really dislikes working among like that visual clutter. You know, it's mm -hmm. almost like audible noise to me. I can't not pay attention to it. So it's just really unfortunate situation that um, I naturally create a work environment that is not good for me. <laughs> so uh, one of my goals this year is to uh, finally uh, defeat that. I hear you. I my upstairs. So my old office before I I built this whole new setup in my back room. Um, mm -hmm. It was a constant struggle of me just moving things around just literally moving items from one side of the room to the other in an effort to make it feel cleaner. And at some point I realize it's not where they sit. It's the fact that I have too much crap in my office. Um, mm. And it was a, a struggle. And, you know, I, I packed up. I must, I must have gotten three or four of those 45-gallon rubber bins from Target. And I yeah. packed as much up as I possibly could. And it was still <laughs> too much. You know, a lot of it is books, bookcases, books on the floor. You know, just I had run out of space. And I had packed up a good bin and a half of, of books that I didn't really need around all the time. Um, and then, you know, all the little toys and tchotchkes and, and stuff all over my office. I had shell I have shelving in there right now, but it's full of, of Lego sets and things. And, um, you know, when I built this new office space at the back of my house... I sort of I had a chance to start over and really decide what do I want in this space that I have upstairs versus what do I not need in the space because I I'm the same as you if it if it's cluttered I'm not going to be able to to be comfortable uh, and and focused and so I kept it very simple I've got the stuff I absolutely need I've speakers my laptop vertically on a stand um, connected to my monitor I have my my podcasting mic on a boom arm, which tucks out of the way when I don't need it. Um, funny mm -hmm. enough, I've been using it during meetings now. I take my meetings on um, um, with my podcasting equipment now, which is great. Um, I yeah, have a lamp. I, I did, people, 
<laughs> yeah, I do that too. And people always remark, what in the world do you have there? <laughs> it's it's funny because I have a background up when I do Zoom meetings. And so the the way the, the background works, it blurs out most of the microphone. So unless I'm right behind it, it doesn't see it. It, it blends right into the background. So people don't realize. I thought, uh, no one has commented yet on the sound quality of, of my my Zoom meeting stuff. But um, you know, I've got a little succulent that they, the company actually sent me when I first started, it was a little, let's grow together message. And, uh, that sits on my desk. I like having greenery. It's just a nice aesthetic thing. And then I've got my keyboard and mouse and, and my, my desk pad, but like, I try to keep it as bare as possible. Cause I just don't want to have to keep shifting stuff and tucking my elbows in and, you know, all sorts of things. It's a thing. All right. Hey, is. What is, uh. Are we going back and forth? I, f I forget what you yes. said. Yes. So my first goal that I have listed here is to finish mm -hmm. the shelf life, to finish the second season scripts so that I can okay. start recording. Um, this is one of three things on my list that are creative-based that I just – I don't have the, the, the mental energy to sit down and really do the way they need to be done. And I started writing the first script of the first episode of this season, and I, I got sidetracked. The job has taken over a lot of my time. Um, there's stuff going on during the week, you know, there's, there's this recording, there's D and D there's, um, other writing that I do for, for cabinet. And it's just like, I, I don't have time to really focus. So my, my big goal for this year and hopefully in the next couple of months is really just sit down and do it. Um, I think part of the thing, part of the reason I'm, I'm sort of like not into it yet is I haven't hit on the, the main arc of the season that I want to, I want to follow. Like the first season came oh, pretty mm -hmm. quickly. And I want to sort of follow a, a new trajectory with the characters. And, um, you know, last season it was all about new person came to town, dropped a bombshell on the, the main characters. And that was sort of that floated through the whole seven or eight episode series. Mm -hmm. um, and then this one, you know, that's done. We're in a new setting. Do I want to bring in COVID into this and, you know, how that do, do people want to hear about COVID in, in their fiction or do they want to back mm -hmm. away from it a little? Like I, I'm not sure how I want to tackle this yet. And that's sort of why I've been, you know, reticent to finish it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my first goal for the year is to finish the shelf life season two. Nice. Uh, number two is very similar. Um, I've been trying to get my um, campaign setting for Dungeons and Dragons fifth edition written for a very long time now. And the mm -hmm. only reason it's not written is because I just keep uh, dragging my feet <laughs> on this project. <laughs> uh, that is the only reason. There is no excuse beyond my own behavior. I don't know why it's taking me so long to do this. Um, I'm very close. I, I, I mean, I'm almost at the stage of writing is done. And all I'm doing is like finding an illustrator for a couple ills. Uh, illustrations and the layout and um, um, you know all that type of thing but for some reason I just dragged my feet on this but I, I want to get it done and I want to get it up and out to the world so that's that's a big goal of mine it's a it's a big project um, that yeah I've just been working on for a long time and I hope to get it done mostly because boy i'll just feel happy <laughs> when that isn't like nagging in the back of my head anymore you know yeah are you gonna be selling it i think so that's another thing is i haven't decided i would like to have it on you know like drive through rpg or one of the mm -hmm. sites where people go and buy those things my other idea is the world is so huge um that i think i almost think of like the the downloadable content 
strategy that you see for video games. Um, like you, you buy the base video game and then you play it. And then um, a new section of the world comes out that you can play in or a new series of uh, questions. Oh yeah. Like the expansion packs. Yes. So I would like to do that. So um, um, I don't want to go too deep because <laughs> this isn't a D and D podcast, but uh, the main or where I'm going to start is an archipelago of nine islands. And I'm going to really focus on one um, as the starting point. And then, I mean, obviously, naturally, there are eight other islands that we can explore and I can tell stories in. And then you, as the GM, can tell stories in with your with your players. And then there's a world beyond the archipelago and there's whole continents beyond that. And there's, you know, lore that connects all of them. Um, so this is something that can grow and expand for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I just need to get uh, myself to finish step one <laughs> and i know once i do that the rest of it will be just rocking and rolling i mean is but it is, some, is feet. it a matter of setting small goals for yourself with this and you know i'm gonna get this you know several pages done or i'm gonna get a page done today and then tomorrow i'll get the next page done you know that kind of thing yeah so i think so um i started yeah i think so i think that's what i need to do like i i know all the stories mm-hmm. um I know all of what's happening everywhere uh, in the location. I just need to and another part. Yeah, that's what I need to do. I don't know. Have you mind mapped it? I'm just know. curious. Probably. Like, have have you like mind mapped I've not. all the stories? Um, it's in Notion right now. Okay. Um, um, I have. Let's see. Let's just do this while we're sitting here. Uh oh, did my keyboard just die? It did. Want, want. We'll do it like this. I know. Want, want. So if I take a look, I have everything listed here in Notion. This is riveting radio. I know listening to me launch Notion. Well, but it's there all getting cut out. So <laughs> our thi- yeah, we'll cut all this out and just jump to me talking right to it. So here we go. I have everything here in Notion, um, specifically things like ideas, characters, um, non-player characters, locations, villains, items, major events, inciting events, factions, uh, and so on and so on. So they're all here. I just need to write. Right now I'm writing what's called the primer, which is maybe nine or ten pages, which will just be a brief overview for GMs and players. And then beyond that will be the actual setting itself, which is more just more detail versus the more specificity, I guess. Um, so that's that's where I am right now. You know, it it might be, it might be good to sort of treat it like you're writing a book, and you know, you're going to do a 20 minute Pomodoro sprint, and for the next yeah. 20 minutes, you're going to turn all of the, your social media off, all notifications off, and you are going to sit here and write for 20 minutes as fast as you can, and and whatever comes out comes out, and then you can go back and edit it, and and really, you know, treat it like you're doing NaNoWriMo. Yeah, the crappy first draft. Yeah, exactly. At least you'd get something down, and then you'd have something to work with. Yeah, that's 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 good advice for not only writing, but I think any big project that anyone might be tackling uh, at home right now. Um, just do a sprint. Like, you, do you want to talk about what a sprint is, Harry? What do you mean by a sprint? Right. So, so I do this a lot during NaNoWriMo, uh, National mm-hmm. Novel Writing Month. Uh, so, what you do is you you sit down, you set a timer for twenty. Usually, it's twenty minutes. And then for those 20 minutes, you write quickly. And and I will literally – and I, in my first draft of, of this book I'm writing, um, 
You know, yeah. I have stuff written in square brackets like title. It's a. It, uh, we'll get into it in my second my second goal. But you know, it's the title uh, is a title of book that the, um, I'm writing about. It's about a guy who's collecting books, and so I don't want to go down a rabbit hole of research and you know what books should he have and all. That. I just write title of book and I keep moving. You know, so, stuff for future Harry yeah, yeah, to yeah. figure out, and that's really what you want to do here. You want to get stuff down as fast as possible so that you have. Um, a, a rough, uh, you know, a rough shape of something to mold into later. Um, you know, you're you're playing with wet clay here, and then editing, you're going to mold it into a statue that you know you will enjoy, and, mm -hmm. and other people will hopefully enjoy. So, you know, you set your timer for 20 minutes. You write for 20 minutes. You take a break for maybe 10 minutes to sort of lean back, see what you wrote, maybe touch up a few things, and then you do it all over again, another 20 minutes, and you just keep doing that until you can't do it anymore. Um, and that's how a lot of us write for NaNoWriMo because we have to get uh, 1,666 words in or 1,667 in each day uh, for the 30 days of November. And and the, mm -hmm. for a, a lot of people, the easiest way to do it is just do it in sprints. Yeah, that, that makes sense. All right, I'll, I'll give it a shot and uh, we'll talk about it next time. Um, so my second goal is to, yeah. is to finish the first draft of my book um, tentatively titled Monticello in Morristown. Uh, it's a, about a guy who is, um, he's collecting, he gets a, a book for his birthday from his estranged brother, and it turns out to be a book that was once owned by Thomas Jefferson, and it sends him down this path of obsession and um, grappling with what his legacy is going to be for him, his family and his children and just his livelihood and, and everything. Um, and so he's obsessed with basically rebuilding Thomas Jefferson's library in his own home. Um, and... Oh. So that's it was my nano book for this last year. I'd been sort of sitting on it for um, a year and a half, two years, and I finally decided, all right, I'm going to start it. We'll see what happens. I got about 27,000 words during nano, which isn't terrible. Um, I didn't win. I never win nano. I got to say, trying to write a novel the month before Christmas and the month of Thanksgiving, I don't know why, why they did it this way, but it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, but I, I, I sort of put it on the back burner. I had a new job. Um, I not, and not this job. I had, I was in another job before this. And then this new job came along and just the, the whole thing fell to the side. And I went back to it a couple weeks ago and I was like, you know, one thing I didn't like about it was that because I was sprinting and doing all this stuff, just the writing was uninspired. I haven't read in a year. I haven't read a book from f cover to cover in a year. Um, COVID has just Ooh. like destroyed my, my focus and my energy and my, my ambition, um, to do anything like that. So I've started reading again, um, trying to find the, try find my voice, find the, the inspiration to do it again. And so I went back into the, the manuscript and I started at page one, what I had written. And I was like, can any of this be salvaged? And I had to rewrite quite a bit of it, but I, I was able to I was able to save a, a nice portion of it but then I, I just like as I'm working on it I was like wow the 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 words are coming more easily it's more descriptive it's it's um uh it's better written now and I don't know what happened if it was like I've been reading more and that's what's doing it or I just I, I have the the energy to do it again um, but I sort of have this this uh, reinvigorated um, feeling and, and sensation of like, let's get this, let's finish this, let's do this. Um, so I've been working on that lately, usually on the weekends, I'll take it, you know, an hour or so and, and, uh, fiddle with it. And then, um, I'm hoping to get back into the actual writing of the first draft, uh, in a couple of weeks. And so my goal this year is to finish this book because I want to start querying it, you know, when it's ready. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Uh, I've really only got one other major goal. I know I'm sort of a not the most ambitious year for me. Mm -hmm. uh, other thing is I want, I do want to launch um, 
uh, a Patreon for Tabletop Hero. Mm-hmm. I'm a long-time listener to the show. Know that Tabletop Hero is my side gig. Um, I was where I write adventures and encounters and uh, new monsters for um, GMs, specifically Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition. Um, I would love to be able to do that regularly. Um, when I started, I had ambitions of writing, you know, like um, an encounter uh, every two weeks or um, like an adventure every two weeks and encounter every week, uh, monsters a couple times a week. And it just has not happened. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, it takes a little more brain power. Like a monster, sure, I can do that. Um, encounters take a little more brain power. Uh, adventures take a lot of brain power. Yeah. Um, the irony is that I do run a Dungeons and Dragons group for kids. Um, I have you know three age groups, and uh, I've I do all original adventures with them. Uh, I have I have not done a published adventure with them in the two years I've been doing this. So I've written countless adventures. Um, but I've not turned any of them into like a publishable or purchasable thing, which is what I would like to do. Um, and I hate to say time because it is just, it is the most convenient excuse, but it is really hard when I work, yeah. you know, I have a 40 hour a week job. And then when I'm up here at my desk where I am now working on this stuff, I I really feel badly that I'm not with my kids. Like I don't want to be, I, I never want, like 20 years from now they say oh my dad wasn't really around a lot you know that would just ruin me (laughs) i would be Mm -hmm. a ruined human being if that happened and so i spend a lot of time when i'm up here working just worrying that i'm not downstairs with the kids Um, of course they're teenagers they don't really want the old man around um but i want to be around (laughs) so that's a balance that i struggle with right now but another goal um is to get a patreon launch for tabletop hero and be producing uh, content for that community regularly do your kids have any interest in D or or has that no none them? zero wow. absolutely zero interesting <laughs> it skips a generation Not even a little bit uh, it sure does yes it's like a uh, red hair it skips a generation that's funny i don't know if that's true i made it up no it's it's tough you know and it's tough when they're not interested in it too because you can't share it with them um and and have that quality time you know i'm I'm at my son is at the age where like he wants to be all up in whatever i'm doing we build legos together we do the you know all sorts of stuff together and at some point i know that's going to change and he is going oh it's coming you got a while to go but it's coming but he's yeah it'll it'll be don't talk to me i don't know you you know what what i did when i was 13 14 years old right yeah exactly so the good (sighs) news is they come back when they're like in their 20s yes and then they leave again (laughs) <laughs> yeah you have them for like you know five five six years and they leave again yeah they're gone all right so my third and final goal of this year is um to reboot the study and i've been thinking a lot about how i want to do this so the study for for listeners who aren't familiar is a mm-hmm. newsletter i was doing um last year it came out once a week and it was mainly writing focused it was it had um some headlines related to publishing and writing. It had a section from a, like an article written by me or a link to an article I wrote on my blog um, about writing or querying or publishing. And then it had a section for um, for classifieds and like open calls for submissions from literary magazines or agents or, or what have you. And it was really cool. I got some emails from people. One guy, he had never sent anything before, never submitted a, a piece before. He ended up submitting a short story somewhere to one of the the listings in my newsletter and he got accepted and it was really cool 
yeah, it was awesome. And and I felt really good that, you know, I was able to provide them with the the um, the opportunity to see that because a lot of the stuff is pulled from all over the internet. And, you know, if you're not tuned into that, that side of things, you don't, you don't, mm-hmm. you don't know what you're missing. Um, so that was really cool. But, you know, because I was out of the writing thing for so long and I sort of, you know, I still love to write, but it's not my whole life. And, and I want to do other things. And the, the study that just the name of it is something that sort of, can go beyond writing and what I was really interested in doing lately um, I watch a lot of YouTube videos and I've been starting to watch people on Twitch like Joe Bulig and and, um, Brad Dowdy does one too I want to host a talk show again I used to host a, a literary talk show where I would interview authors about their books but I want to host a show on Twitch wear a suit like a late night talk show and talk to people, not just about writing, but, you know, talk to whiskey experts about how to find the best whiskey. And, you know, talk to, uh, like, Brad Dowdy, you know, I'm picking out my my first fountain pen. What what do you recommend? You know, do little segments with, with people who know things um, about topics that are pertinent to things you might find in one study. Um, so authors... Um, drinks experts, cl- tailors, you know, when you're you're going out for that job interview and you're looking to buy a suit, what do you look for? Um, that kind of stuff. Like really, really, I don't want to say men's interests, but, you know, stuff that sort of skews more um, toward the stuff that guys either aren't thinking about or um, they think they know everything, but they really don't. Um, and not not in a toxic way, but just like stuff you should know kind of thing. So it's sort of like art of manliness, but with... I don't know, less grossness about it. Oh, there's your tagline. That sounds good. I would totally watch that. That sounds like a lot of fun. If you have someone talking about whiskey, uh, I'm in. Although I'm more of a bourbon guy. I hope that's okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind either. But, you know, it's it's sort of like it's the same reason I started Covered, the, the old show I did in the first place, which is I want to learn. I want to know, you know, what do you know? And, and so to have people on talk about their expertise and do it, you know, not do a, a whole hour maybe, but maybe do like little five, ten minute segments with people um, and, and do, I don't know if I do a monologue or something, but I, re- I really want to host a talk show and I want to wear a suit again. And like that, those are the two main things that are driving this. And so I was I was thinking of pivoting the study from a newsletter into a video project. But again, right. like you said, everything comes down to time and I just, I don't have time. Yeah. I think it should that'd be totally fun. Uh, homework will sponsor the first episode because I want to see you do an ad read for homework. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. And now from a message oh, from okay. now for a message from me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here to talk about homework is me. Yep. And then I turn to another camera. <laughs> yes, right. So, uh, so uh, listeners, what are your goals for the year and how do you tend to address them? And uh, I don't know. What are you doing about your goals? My goal is to not be in 2020 anymore. So that's nice. We did that. We did that. You know, I think a big goal for us is to grow our, our new Patreon uh, you know, get more, get more listeners, get more supporters. Um, and if you, if you're listening to the show and you aren't in our discord, join our discord, tell us what you think, you know, what goals are you working towards? Can we help you with them? I mean, we can't help ourselves, but we can help others. Uh, right. So, you know, the cobbler's children have no shoes. Yes. Right. So please do. All right. Uh Oh, are you there? I'm there. I thought I lost you. I'm going to read the outro now. Okay, read the outro now. I'm going to be quiet so you can do that. Okay. Um, thanks for listening. 
If you enjoy the work we do and you'd like to show your support, consider becoming a patron, like we said, over at patreon.com slash homeworkpodcast. Each week, you'll find bonus content like fun episodes and interviews, worksheets, and you'll be able to listen as we record the show live every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. We'd like to thank this week's Level 2 patrons, Chris Allen Jones and Jackie Hollywood Brown. You can also hang out with us over on Discord and chat with like-minded homeworkers, ask questions, exchange tips and tricks, the whole shebang. You'll find the link to that in this episode's show notes, which can be found over at 5x5.tv slash homework slash 267. If you like the show, please leave us a review and or a star rating in Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, all ratings and reviews, they help us. They help people find the show, and they are they are like gold. And you can find more about us at our Linktree accounts. I'm over at Linktree, linktr.ee slash hcmarks, and you'll find Dave's links at slash Dave Kalo. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next week. Now, go get some work done. Bye.